Hello, this is George, George Prince, the writer and narrator of the tales of Hobgob and Mulch. So in the last chapter, we saw that Hobgob, Mulch and Beef were ambushed, but they were rescued by an old friend. So their quest continues to save the regulars from the Dragon's Arms, the village folk and of course their friends from the evil Duke and his sinister cats. So without further ado, please do make yourselves comfortable and enjoy The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch, Volume 4, Chapter 3, The Cave. In the realm there was a kingdom. In the kingdom there was a village. In the village there was an inn. And in that inn two friends, Hobgob the Goblin and Mulch the Tree, told the tales of their adventures. The Tales of Hobgob and Mulch. Several moons had passed since Hobgob, Mulch and Beef had left Storimir, the Orc Lord, and Hobgob's family behind. Their quest continued. The village folk, the Dragon's Arms regulars and their friends had all been hypnotised by the Duke's sinister cats and had been marched to war. It was raining and cold, but they knew that they needed to rescue their friends, so they pushed on. Beef swallowed another mouthful of rainwater. Not quite nectar, but it ain't bad. As the friends laughed, they turned into another rocky pathway and almost bumped into a crouching figure. A dwarf. Who dares to trespass upon me? The voice was threatening, but it trailed off as recognition flashed across the dwarf's face. They looked at each other for a few moments. Trollbelcher, exclaimed Hobgob and Mulch. You two! Last time I saw you was with the trolls. Such lovely cultured folk. I completely changed my mind about them. Hobgob and Mulch had bumped into Trollbelcher once before, when he was hunting trolls. He had tried to feed the two friends to the trolls, but instead he and the trolls had discovered a mutual love of flamboyant clothes. You were happy to use us as bait, I seem to remember, recalled Mulch. Oh, that was then. This is now. Trollbelcher shook Mulch's branch in reconciliation. Now I have even changed my name. I am no longer Trollbelcher. I am Monsieur Delamode. So let's be friends. I travel to some of the finest tailors, costumiers and theatres in the realm with my troll companions. But those expensive tastes don't pay for themselves. Hobgob and Mulch noticed that Trollbelcher was no longer wearing the leather armour they remembered but was sporting a well-cut waistcoat, fitted leather boots and the red neck scarf that the trolls had given him when they first met. So, what are you doing here? asked Mulch suspiciously. Hunting treasure. I need a small fortune to keep up with the trolls' expensive lifestyle, and I seek it here. He waved his axe, that he had named Rock Slammer, towards a nearby cave. And you three can help me! Oh, I think we've been in one too many caves on your recommendation. Mulch was not going to forget their last run-in with Trollbelcher. And we have important business elsewhere, added Hobgob. Look, I, I know I tried to feed you to hungry trolls before, but this is different. I need treasure, and there's so much in that cave that I am happy to share. You must admit, Beef whispered to Hobgob and Mulch, a bit of treasure wouldn't go amiss with rebuilding the dragon's arms. Hobgob and Mulch sighed. Please, pleaded Trollbelcher, or Monsieur Delamode. 
All right, we'll help, conceded Mulch, but this better be quick. Of course, this'll be simple, just follow me. Trollbelcher led the way, and they followed him towards the cave. They scrambled up to the mouth of the cave and peered in. It was dark, and they could see the flicker of distant reflections. It would need to be a mighty mound of treasure to create that much light. Go on, then, urged Trollbelcher. Oh, why don't you go first? asked Mulch. Well, the dragon, of course, answered Trollbelcher. Dragon? The friends were shocked. Aye, you don't get hordes of treasure lying around unguarded, you know. You have to slay a dragon to get it. Oh, I can't believe we fell for this again. But before Mulch could finish, they heard a loud sound from deep within the cave. A sound like a roar. And then, without warning, a burst of flames poured out of the cave's entrance. Trollbelcher and the three friends scrambled for cover. Another wave of fire swept out towards them. Now what? asked Mulch. Well, that treasure won't steal itself, declared Trollbelcher. He raised Rock Slammer, and with a blood-curdling battle cry, he charged into the cave. More fire belched out of the mouth of the cave, and there was the sound of metal striking stone. And then... Silence. Perhaps we should be on our way, suggested Beef. We can't leave him, said Hobgob. And there's the treasure you need for the dragon's arms. Sheepishly, Hobgob, Mulch and Beef crept into the cave. It was silent, but for the crackle of burning embers, as smoke gathered and swayed among them. Everything was black and sooty from the dragon's fire. Oh, poor Trollbelcher, or... Monsieur Delamode, murmured Hobgob. Surely nobody could have survived this inferno. They heard a noise and began to dash for cover, but too late. From between two giant rocks, swathed in shadow, a pointed face emerged at the end of a long neck covered in scales. It was huge. It was the dragon. Mulch and Beef threw themselves behind a boulder. Hobgob, pleaded Mulch. Hobgob froze, his eye locked with that of the giant yellow eyes of the dragon. Smoke began to rise from its huge, flared nostrils, and a great heat struck Hobgob as the creature's vast mouth opened. Hobgob! Mulch and Beef dashed out and grabbed Hobgob but the heat was now growing unbearable, and there wasn't time to get back to cover. They were doomed. They hugged and prepared for the wave of flames to pour over them. But nothing happened. Hobgob and the dragon were still staring at each other, and then the dragon's eyes flickered down and caught sight of Hobgob's amulet, the amulet given to him by the Orc Lord for protection. The dragon's mouth closed, and suddenly the air cooled. Your amulet is very fine, very fine indeed, spoke the dragon. It is crafted from the ancient gems of the orc kings. I have seen much treasure, but never one of these. The dragon's face softened, and she broke into a smile. You are brave, young goblin. You knew that I wasn't going to attack you. Even I did not know that. Most impressive. 
they heard a cough from behind a smouldering rock, and Trollbelcher dragged himself out. His hair and beard were singed, and his fine clothes blackened. "'I apologise for nearly toasting your friend,' said the dragon to Hobgob. "'I must say, I do like your neck scarf. It reminds me of one that my troll friends wear.' "'I was given it by the trolls!' Trollbelcher brushed the ash from his scarf. "'So, we have mutual friends. I am glad that I didn't toast you.' The dragon led them further into the cave. It was huge. Countless tunnels reached out in all directions. And they were all full of treasure. It was everywhere. Gold, silver, jewels. It glistened and shimmered. "'Dragon's firewater? It's the very best.' Trollbelcher accepted the drink, and the two of them fell into conversation about the trolls, clothes, and the theatre. Um, I'm sorry to interrupt, but we need to rescue our friends, Mulch interjected. Well, I can help. Hobgob, said the dragon, I love your amulet, and usually if an adventurer had a gem I wanted for my hoard, I would take it. However, your courage sets you apart. So rather than take from you, I will give to you. The dragon plucked a beautiful, enormous gem from her vast hoard of treasure and passed it to Hobgob. Hobgob thanked the dragon and then gave the gem to Beef. Here, Beef, this should be enough to rebuild the dragon's arms. Oh, Hobgob, thank you. This will be enough to rebuild the dragon's arms and provide a few rounds of mountain tea. Right, we'd better be on our way. Mulch was growing impatient. Indeed, I will fly you to your friends. Let us leave. Hobgob, Mulch, Beef, Trollbelcher and the dragon climbed out of the cave. The dragon unleashed a vast sea of flame upon the rocks around the entrance and they crashed down, sealing it firmly. Then they climbed onto her back and with a flap of her giant wings they took flight, quickly rising above the snow-capped mountain peaks. She sniffed the air and they surged forward. I smell an army, she said to Hobgob, who sat nearest her head. That is where we will find your friends. And they flew through the clouds towards the duke, his evil cats, his army, and their friends. Thank you so much for joining me for the tales of Hobgob and Mulch. To hear about upcoming episodes, please do hit subscribe. Also, you can follow Hobgob and Mulch on Instagram and Twitter, at Hobgob and Mulch, and please leave comments wherever you want to. It's always great to hear from you. All of the stories are written and narrated by me, George Prince, copyright 2020. I'm very much looking forward to seeing you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.